We are the Love Jays, and you're listening to Married Millennials. A conversation about being young, in love, and navigating life one student loan payment at a time. I'm Joy. I'm Justin. Let's get to it. Thank you for tuning in to episode 26 of Married Millennials. Today's date is Monday, October 3rd, which means it's our good friend Carly and Chris's wedding anniversary. One year down, guys. Congratulations. The first year, how was it? I always tell people, I always ask, how was your first year of marriage? Um, good. Wonderful. <laughs> it just flew by. Yeah, like you don't want anybody. Well, people say it was it's a hard year, but I didn't feel that not, way. No. And we I, discussed. I think it's when you don't move in together. I was just going to say that. Yeah. And it was funny because we were just having a conversation last week with somebody about this. And I just said that, that pressure that you get in your first year of marriage, I feel like we completely eliminated because we moved in together before we got married. Yeah. I recommend it. I really do. And I, I rem- if you're planning on getting married, not if you're on the fence about we it. We wrote on the blog, was that 2000, that was either 2012 or 2013 that said we would not move in together before we got married and we just completely, life happened. Right. And completely reneged on, on what we said and it ended mm-hmm. up being the, literally the best decision that we've made as far as the sanity of our relationship. Right. I, I completely agree with that. So happy anniversary, Chris and Carla. Hope you guys yeah. do something special. They are. Well, I won't. I won't put their business on the street, but they're they're on a little, not a staycation, but a little getaway. That's cute. That's that's the way to do. It. I mean, we did Hawaii, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> really, baby, you're just gonna just shade them? No, because they're they're fancy. They'll do something fancy later, I'm sure. And October third is also Mean Girls Day. Do you remember that uh, that line no, from? Mean no, Girls? I do not remember Mean Girls. How Day. do you not? Because she goes, he, she says, on October 3rd, he asks me what day it is. And then it cuts to a frame of them. And he goes, do you know today's date? She goes, it's October 3rd. <laughs> so you know that you just asked me if I remembered a quote from Mean Girls. Let's really think about it's that. And the answer is going to be no. Mean Girls. I, it's the I've most seen the movie, mul- movie multiple times. But do you know when he quote? I know. No, I have no idea. You know what I quote coming to America? Uh, Okay, that's fair. Sister Act. That's what I quote. You quote Mean Girls, I quote coming to America. Can you see our personalities? Oh, I'm sorry. Are you trying to say something? Nah, I'm not saying anything. (laughs) I'll let you say that. We just quote different movies. Love and Basketball. But let me just say Mean Girls. Beverly Hills Cop. 2004. I was what? 14, 15, somewhere in there. It was a good year. I think I was 14, 15, 13. How old was I in 2004? Math is not my strong suit. I was a teen in my 15. teenage years. Thank you. <laughs> I thought I was 15, but I was yeah. like, but it's You were 14 four. or 15, depending yeah. on when in 2004 this was. Whatever. And I met a girl this weekend who was born in 1995, and she was like an adult. And I was like, what? It's confusing. Oh, don't even don't even get me started. We I work with kids, yeah. and we have to collect birth certificates and report cards. And you look at this, 2003. I was like, huh? Uh-huh. And you're having an, a working conversation with me. You know, right. you're you're a preteen or moving into your teenage years. It's just very strange to look at a report card that says 2003 and right. they're a full functioning adult. We're just not that old. That it really puts life into perspective for you. Yeah. Like it's, we're really not. We're we're still young. No, we're people. still very young. But yeah. it's funny when I look back to when I was 
12, 13, 14 years old, and people would say who were in their late 20s, like, oh, I'm getting so old. And now yeah. I'm, I'm like, no, you're not. You're still young. And, right. and yes, in theory, you are still young, but you just see like, man, you guys are growing up real fast. Yeah, it's weird to see people who are born at a time you remember be fully functioning people. Because you're just you're used That's to being very the, good way the to youngest, it. I think, is what it is. So it's like back in the day, if somebody was born in 2000, it was just 2005. And they were a five year old. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Now it's like, and your sister. I have life experiences. I have memories. Right. In 2003, yeah. I was definitely walking across the stage of my middle school graduation and starting <gasps> high school. Yes. Let's go. As we go on, we'll we remember, remember all the times we spent together actually that was fifth grade promotion was that vitamin c yes <laughs> back, in the, back in the day i don't know if i've ever said this on the podcast but fun fact i cried my fifth grade promotion about having to graduate from college i know it's having to graduate from high school and go to college and leave my parents that's how forward thinking I was. And I think that's what screws me over now. Like, I think about the future tough, you guys. And I always have. Way I was too much. crying. Like, Bella, you're going to have to graduate from high school. I don't even know if I could could have spelled high school in the fifth grade. <laughs> <laughs> Let alone think about, oh, I'm going to go to high school and then go to college. And I'm going to have to graduate and leave my parents. Yep. Gosh. Gosh. That was ex my exact train of thought. My mom legitimately had a comment. So you down. were dialed when you were a child. What happened? Really? <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. I'm going to go take care of my husband right now. All love, baby. Because we're on year two. One year was bliss, but year two? Look, till death do us part. You ain't got nowhere. You, you can get here and say all you want, Cletus. I know. I can go like four you inches going to the right and four where. inches to the left, and that's about it. But, that I'm just but that's, about the, that's the beauty of relationships. You debate, and you have fun, you have good conversations. It's enjoyable. We all we did have some, some funny conversations throughout this week. I feel like if someone were to follow us a week on camera, I think people would laugh and say, you guys are probably the two most insane individuals I've ever met. Yeah, I, I agree that we're rid ridiculous. But it's a good thing. I feel like a lot of people are ridiculous. We just openly claim our ridiculousness and aren't afraid to talk about it and to show it. Yeah, I really was for real thinking about how this po people listen to this podcast and I forget sometimes because I think I'm just talking to you. And like your mother knows about our sex life. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, okay, that's great. That's really great. I mean, it, it is what it is. Everyone, this is the thing. There's a lot of people. This is a, a common struggle. These are common. I right. won't even say a struggle. Right. These are things that other people can identify with. And beforehand, no one wants to talk about it. And that's why we created this platform, because we're going to talk about things that everybody else in the world is going through, but they're just going to choose to be quiet. Right. I mean, we know what happens when we internalize things we're feeling. Mm. Typically doesn't lead well from an emotional standpoint. <laughs> <laughs> and cue laughter. Speaking of debates, we are a week out from the first presidential debate. Mm. Hillary mm. Clinton, Donald Trump. Was it me or do you just feel like that should have been on Comedy Central? That debacle. It was awful. I'll let you speak on it, but I just had... Not super strong feelings about it, but just I forced myself to watch the entire thing. First of all, I want to say that that was a very adult act for me because <laughs> <laughs> I was really tempted to watch like the first 12 minutes, turn it off and tweet about it. Be like, I watched the debate, but I was like, no, I need to be an informed citizen. I'm going to watch this. It was trash. Absolute trash. I feel like <laughs> Donald Trump. I'm sorry. <laughs> Donald Trump 
was just literally talking with no point the entire time. He was skating around topics, bagging on Hillary for things that did not apply within the topic he was supposed to be talking about. I, it was very much, I, he's a petulant child, like I said, and I feel like for Hillary's part, she did as good of a job as she could have done, but he lowered the bar to such a low level. It was so random that she brought up the former Miss Universe. I, and I, this is the one thing that bothered me. And I'm, wasn't that 20 years ago? Yeah, I was like, you know, because he's like... Back in 68, you <laughs> said this. <laughs> he's like, you called her Miss Piggy and she ha and Miss Housekeeping because she's Latina. She has a name, Donald. And I just kind of felt like... You and she's going to gonna vote that, in this election. Right. Like, you didn't have to do... You didn't have to do that. Like, <sighs> you were fine. You were winning that thing. And I don't know. That that one thing kind of bothered me. And then Donald was like, your emails? Who cares about the emails? She messed up. We, we agree. She really did. That was a mistake. But the likelihood of her doing it ever again? Never. She's not doing it ever again. If you see I Hillary on G-Chat, or G-Chat, oh, huh? <laughs> Could you imagine? Hey, Hillary, what's up? You send an email? <laughs> you were too like, much. Saturday Night Live perfectly summed up my feelings <laughs> right. about the presidential debate. If you have not seen the SNL yes. cold open, I need you to go on YouTube immediately. Kate McKinnon and, and Alec Baldwin. And just type it. in Saturday Night Live presidential debate, and you will fall out hysterically in tears. Alec Baldwin was an absolute genius. Like that was the best. He sounded just he like sounded him. Just he did a li wonderful job. And this is just, excuse my ignorance, I didn't realize Alec Baldwin was that talented. Oh, yeah. I had no idea. I'm just so the used to... The man won like, like seven Emmys in a row or something for 30 Rock. You what? know I loved 30 oh, you Rock. you did watch 30 God, Rock. God, I love 30 but Rock. But it's one of these things where I just didn't Working really think about cheese. it. So when you see... I took a sketch comedy class in college... And if you guys don't know, that's literally one of the hardest things ever to do. Like these people just come out there, and you have a loose script, but you're just coming right off the dome a lot of the times. And it's hard to just be funny like that on the spot in front of a live studio audience. I consider myself very extroverted, but I struggled in that class. And watching them perform that, that skit was hilarious. And then that literally, I don't even have to explain anymore. I just need you to go to YouTube, and that will sum up exactly how I felt. If you need to watch these debates, to decide upon your candidate, I'm already feeling a little sorry for you. Yeah, like you're, you're probably- Come on, guys. We we should have had this decision figured out long ago. I'm looking forward to the VP debate this week. That's the one I'm looking forward. Yeah. Because they're not in the, in, the, in the limelight like Hillary and Donald are. <sighs> you can typically get more direct answers. At least that's what I'm hoping for. But I don't, I don't need to watch any more debates to decide who I'm going to vote for. And if you guys can't no. figure out- who I'm voting for. I'm just looking forward to the comic relief. I'm hoping that they will move this to Comedy Central for the final two debates and then I can really laugh it's and just, just watch Twitter. It's funny. It's sad. It is, this is the state of where we're at. I, I, it used to be funny. Now it's just like, oh, this is real life. Other countries are like sending us SMH, just like in all caps, like America SMH. We're syn synonymous with shaking my head. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully everything will work itself out and come the inauguration. People will be where they're supposed to be. Or maybe we could just have a third term from Obama. How about Man. that? I think so many people are so into that. Right. But it was funny. <laughs> Minus the Obamas. They want to go. They're like, you know what? It's been real. But but it, it, it's, <laughs> it's funny. Everybody was so anti-Obama. There was a lot of people giving him so much slack. 
so much flack. Then here are the two individuals that are running. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, hmm, this President Obama guy is not too bad, huh? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God bless Obama. Yep. I might have had, it wasn't even like a sexy time dream about him. It was like a dream where we were teenagers and we were dating. So maybe you, in the past life. I you and the president? Obama. Yeah, like we were literally on a hill, not Capitol Hill. <laughs> but like at some concert or something and the sun was setting and he told me to give him a kiss. And I was like, oh, but Michelle. And but Michelle, he, like, he didn't know Michelle when he was 15. Right. But and but I think I had a presence of mind to know this is the president. But he was a teenager and I was a teenager. Apparently I was his girlfriend. So so even your dreams have limits. You talked about <laughs> me. You're limiting your dreams. Well, it looks like you're limiting your actual dreams, damn it. Because I respect relationships. That's what that means. Even in my dreams. (laughs) I like that you pointed that out. Thank you. My moral compass is on point always. (laughs) That is is very good. I I will applaud you for that. Even though I will say I have had sexy time dreams. And I mean, they they did not apply in those. Because they were not you, (laughs) baby. I I wasn't the main subject? No. You have been before. I've had one one of you. Which was not. Out of how many? (laughs) (laughs) Is so why you ask all these questions? Why because you, you brought it up? Because <laughs> well, you brought it up, so I'm gonna come out here and expose. Do you, you. have sexy time dreams? In all honesty, not really. I can't. Granted, I'm really bad at remembering my dreams, so I may have, but I I feel like I would wake up and remember that. I I've certainly. Oh no, you remember. I, I, <laughs> So you've had so you've had some damn good sexy time dreams, but baby, everything's in your imagination. They're perfect. What do you mean, damn good? They're perfect. They're perfect. Well, I'm sorry. Like I'm sorry, you have to wake up to the reality of me. Like that. (laughs) But I don't need all. I'm I'm sorry, I have to ruin your your dream state, and now you have to deal with with it. Yeah, go ahead and try to save it. You see how she changes her tone. You're a wonderful reality. Or have you ever had a sex dream about somebody you're not about supposed to have a sex dream about? Yes. And you feel really awkward when you wake up. Like I don't feel. I just laugh. Like well, all right. That was interesting. I feel awkward because they affect my emotions. Like I had a crush on Drake <laughs> for like a smooth two and a half years based solely on a sex dream. Like that was the only reason why. And I still feel some type of way about Drake, but it's not because I was initially attracted to him. It's because. So what if Drake come up to you, gave you a little hug and said, hello, beautiful. Mm. <laughs> like, no, in all honesty, that wouldn't do it for me. He would have to like take me like he did <laughs> my dream. But that's like not allowed because I got a ring on this finger. On a random note, shout out to our listener, Tylese. Tylese and I share family. I saw her mom at a family gathering last week. And I'm like, I think this looks like <laughs> Tylese's mom. And I finally asked her at the end. I said, um, do you know what Tylese? She said, that's my daughter. So we are loosely related Thanks for listening and thanks for being family. <laughs> Such a small world. I mean, but speaking of the the small world, so this weekend we were at an event and one of the gentlemen there had recognized Joy and I from our wedding. He's with the company that we hired to essentially run all of our operations at our wedding, and we just started talking and talking. And he was like, "Oh, by the way, I'm I remember I recognized one of your guests," and I was like, "Oh, who?" And he tells me his name, and I'm kind of laugh I was like oh I know him and then I was like well do you know this person he said oh yeah I was like that's my father (laughs) so I was just like are you kidding me this guy who worked our wedding random literally a guy who worked our wedding used to work for my father at 10 15 years ago and he was like oh by the way my brother and my nephew still work for your father 
Oh, wow. I was like, what are the chances of this? What are the chances? That's, you know, and that's a great lesson in life. You got to be nice to people. Carry yourself with grace and kindness and just all around awesomeness wherever you go because you just never know. They say six degrees of separation, and I don't even know if it's that much. I feel like literally you can turn the corner and reach your hand out to somebody. I feel like that. It's like with Facebook. You go and find. Yes, and you see their mutual friends. You go, wait, how do you know so-and-so? Or somebody posts a picture. Everybody is connected. It's just super random. You get on Facebook how they show like, oh, you could be friends with these people. And I'm just scrolling. I'm like, how do you know? Huh? How do you know I know this person? Everybody knows everybody. Facebook knows everything. Zuckerberg's a beast. Yeah. Facebook has changed the world. It's fine. If you ever want to read about a crazy tech company read the circle by david eggers or is it dave eggers it's either one of those but the book is called the circle it's a fiction a work of fiction but it's all about it's like basically if google and facebook had a baby it's creepy i love me some books actually i think i just love stories like fall tv is back in almost full swing i think the last of my shows premiere this week i'm a woman obsessed like i can't get off of the television i'm hooked don't you feel like i'm always just watching something always i don't know what to do like i'm yeah i'm i've gone mad recent obsession queen sugar we On just point. binged it's so good and you know we haven't been binging together we can't binge together because no. you watch tv at a completely different rate than i do right and i, I i'm just i'm not a big tv person so to sit down and spend, like I look at this, I can sit down and just watch, wait, I won't say waste, but spend hours at a time doing a mindless activity. Sometimes, it, I don't know, I just, I but struggle see, with it. I prefer, but, I'm, but then I can waste an hour or two on my, on my cell phone reading a bunch of articles. That sounds kind of hypocritical. I don't know. I prefer to binge between the hours of like 9 p.m. and 2 a.m. Because I feel like I didn't waste any time, right? Like I'm really not doing anything between 9 and 2 a.m. That's that's just how I feel. <laughs> I don't really like binging. So when we started Queen Sugar, what time was that? 6 p.m.? That was about 6 o'clock. 5 or 6? I didn't like that. That is not the time that I would have chosen. But I did it because you seemed to be into it. And I was like, all right. Well, because I enjoy going to sleep at a decent time. I'm not going to sacrifice my well-being to binge watch 100% TV. 100% sacrificing sleep. Hey, Gotta go. Yeah, it's <laughs> foolish. It's it absolutely it's, foolish. It's 100% foolish. But it allows me to get everything else I need to get done. There's no and but. a little cherry on top. It's just foolish. Because there's no cherry on top when you wake up the next day feeling terrible. That's not a cherry on top. I don't feel terrible. I mean, I'm tired, but like... Lethargic the entire day, coming home, I'm just so tired. And the thing is, if I didn't I finish like it, my binge... I feel oh, like it just caught up with me. Yeah, that's true. Like, exactly, last so stop, stop all that. Yeah, last week was rough. I stayed up, I think, too late. And that's the thing. Even though I'm not watching TV, I'm up late. You go to bed. I don't do that. Because <laughs> I care about, again, my, my well-being. But I genuinely don't fall asleep. I'll get tired in the middle of the day, but at nighttime, I'm just, I'm not tired. I'm wired. I'm like, yes, I'm going to create something. Or I'm going to watch something. I'm going to discover. I'm going to explore. It's too much. I understand. And also, Atlanta. I love Atlanta. I just like hearing and seeing our people telling our stories on TV. That's the thing. That's between, the, I, there's that's a lot really of things enjoy. happening in black entertainment television that's not on BET. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's kind of, it's nice to see. It is. And there's just, and it's, it's really see. good storylines. It's just not the stereotypical yeah, not everything that you always see on, on major network television. It, it, real people, real stories, bringing up real social yeah. commentary. Right. 
in an entertaining and very well done manner. And right. that's what I really enjoyed about both these shows. What do you think Atlanta is? Like a dramedy? Uh, I don't look. Don't get me to lie. Like, I was like, I don't know how to categorize like a, TV shows. I would say it's an offbeat comedy. I enjoy it though, and it just has like a tiny little point it's making. Like, man, here's a point, and here's another one. <laughs> yeah, it is very subtle. Like, oh, but, just in case you didn't think we had a pulse, <laughs> right? Boop, right. Just press that button so and you know Queen what you're Sugar watching. Sugar is more like, and this is what I'm saying in your face. <laughs> like, you you're not gonna miss that message. It's yeah, like a but, full on. Yeah, both are really good. Yeah. I, I got to get better, though. As we talked about movies, this is more of a 2017 goal. <laughs> 2016 is almost gone. We're going to look up. It's going to be Thanksgiving, and then tomorrow will be Christmas. So it's it's like, come, 20, come 2017, <laughs> good Lord. Has it come 2017? I actually really want to make a concentrated effort to and even to go back and watch the good TV shows that have passed. Like, I've never seen an episode of Entourage. I've oh, yeah. never watched The Wire. I mean, you I talked about 30 Rock, either. these very popular show friends. And I'm not saying that friends is my type of show, <laughs> but just these super popular TV shows. How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, How I Met. I've never watched them. I so like, I want to make that commitment to be Gosh. like, what are, what, y'all, maybe you guys can help me with this. What is like a hundred movies yes. that I must watch? Movies 100 and TV, TV shows. shows that I must watch. Because when I tell y'all, like, I'm horrible with it. You guys will name Send like 60 shows. And you're like, wait, Judd, you've never watched that? No. You know what? This is Justin's thing. If I watch the first episode with him, he thinks we're watching the entire series it's together. It's very true. Go, oh, you're just going to watch that without me? I'm like, yes, I am. You're not here. We did that with this week with, uh, it's on Netflix, you guys. The show is so good. It's called Easy. And it's all about modern relationships. And each episode is a different I've only seen one because someone went on to watch it without me. Because you fell asleep. This is the thing. So the binge had commenced. They're like, what, 25-minute episodes? So episode two was starting, and oh, I don't want to spoil anything. I don't want to spoil anything, but it started hot and heavy. I was like, well, I can't turn this off. Justin's knocked out. So you just have to catch up on your own, and then we'll talk about it. But the show but is I'm not, so great. But I'm going to try to. Goals. You goals. Should, i got to catch up. It's such an honest look at relationships even you can say based off of the first episode alone like it's things that people aren't speaking about like it's a a common consensus and maybe you hear about it in a cosmo article or something like that but it's not something that person to person you're speaking about it so i don't know i just i enjoy the commentary and in the vein of modern relationships we need to discuss (laughs) chivalry I'm about, is, to get, I'm about to get cussed is out it's dead you're not gonna be cussed, cussed out because i do think that i am to blame for part of this here's my deal i feel like and before you go there <laughs> chivalry is not dead and i agree with that let me rewind to where this conversation really picked up for us actually it was heated conversation it wasn't heated i didn't expect it to be so justin and i started dating when we were 18 years old the things that i valued at 18 are completely different from the things not completely different but just i have a different outlook on certain things one of those things is like when somebody opens the door for you right i sidebar i do open doors for her yes you you do you do but i think Back in the day, and even up until probably last year, like I resent that. Oh, a man thinks he has to open the door for me. Like I'm a, a modern woman, I can open the door for myself. Like I can do it. I'm not some fragile thing. 
I got hands. I can do it too. Like, I think that's kind of where I was with uh-huh. it. The older I'm getting, the more I realize that it's merely a sign of respect. It's not, oh, I don't respect your independence. I think I was taking it as a sign of disrespect. And I it's actually a sign of respect. It's like, you know what? I value you. Let me do this thing for you. It's just, it's it's that. I didn't know that. I missed it. So now that I know that it's that, I want it. <laughs> so I asked Jessup, like, hey. <laughs> and I and I mind me mind that we were eating dinner. Yes. And I the straw that broke the camel's back is my brother. So I'm with my my mom and my brother this past weekend. And everywhere we went, my brother was opening doors for my mom. Not just doors. I was like, can we yeah, I was like, no, stop just saying doors. But car doors. Which I was like, oh my gosh, that is so nice. And I had thought about this before, but I was kind of like, that's not how Jess and I roll, whatever. But once I saw my brother doing it, and if you guys don't know, my brother is a knucklehead. He is a, he, he just is. He's a nut. I love him. He's a knucklehead and God bless him. <laughs> but I saw him opening doors for my mother and like holding her hand up the stairs and like guiding her. You know, he was just like, and even when I was going up the stairs in front of my brother, he had his hand on the small of my back. I'm like, you are respectful at AF. Just <laughs> truly respectful. <laughs> and so I, I don't know. It just made me feel some type of way. So I told Justin, we're having dinner. And I said, hey, so... <laughs> we're going to do this thing from now on. Are you game? How about you open some car doors for me? When I really want it to take effect is when we have children, because that's something I think I want them to see. I want our girl to know this is the respect that I need to receive from a man. And I want the boy to know this is the respect that I need to give to women. Because I think that's what we're lacking in nowadays. People aren't respecting one another. Anyway, that's my spiel. Go ahead and argue with me. <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna. Justin was not. I'm not, not gonna, feeling this. He immediately told me no. Yeah, I, I did shut it down relatively quick with my answer saying, "I'm not going to create this expectation in our relationship." And the reason why I was fighting so hard is she keeps saying, and she said it 700 times here. Uh, doors, 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 doors. I do open doors for you. I do help you when you're when you're in a dress, when you're in here. If you're moving slow, I will always help you. <laughs> See, that's no the, stop. You can't say if you're moving slow because that's when I get back to like that's disrespectful. I'm capable. I get, no, I but if you're if, you, if you're in a dress, if you're in heels, I'm very conscious of what you're wearing and how you're moving, and then that will make a, that cues a signal for me to then go and give you that extra hand. Think about any time you've been dressed up or we've gone somewhere and you're walking upstairs. What do I do? I have your hand. I'll have my hand around your waist. Fact. Fact. Every door you walk through, I open. So when you come and attack me <laughs> while I'm eating dinner and saying, well, what we're going to need you to start doing, especially, no, you, you, you just talked for 28 minutes. <laughs> so when you come to, come to the dinner table and say, well, what I'm going to need you to start doing is opening car doors for me. And I, I just said, bullshit. Like, we've been together. I didn't say it like that. We've been together for nine years. And you have never made this a priority. And now all of a sudden you're just going to sit here and say, oh, we're going to start doing this. I and, I, and I'm 18. just saying no. And I understand that, that things change. But the way you said it is if I never open doors for you. If we go on a nice little date, there are times I will open doors you for do. you. But it is not a common practice of mine. If right. we're saying, hey, let's go. Let's go hop into the grocery store, go somewhere. I do not think, and I will tell you this now, that my thought process is like, oh, let's go open my wife's door. 
Right. I'm like, all right, get in. Like, and, and, and it's not a, a, a disrespectful thing at all. And I think that's also the, the part that, that got me going is, is me opening your door. And when you say like, this is how a woman should be treated, I don't necessarily agree with saying that a man has to open your car door for him to respect you. No, I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I just think it's a cherry on top. I feel like you respect the shit out of me most of the time. <laughs> all, all the, the time. time. All the time. I'm sorry. 99% of the time. <laughs> no, you're you're not disrespectful. No. That is the one thing you are. You get grumpy, but you're not I do disrespectful. Get so it, it wasn't that. I think that I, I didn't deliver it correctly. And even now, I don't feel like I've got a, a good enough grasp on it to explain it the way I want to. Cause, and I, I think I still feel a little conflicted on the inside. I feel very much like my independent is fighting against this other side of me that's wanting to set a good example for our future little ones. I don't know. Maybe I just don't make any sense right now. No, you can't. It's it's not even that. Here's where I, my stance. How about on, like, can we just like try it? And if it doesn't work, then cool. Like, let's try. It. But here's my stance on on where chivalry is at is. Our society has changed. And going back to what Joy was saying about the independence of women, men have adjusted their actions accordingly. I, I think 30, 40 years ago, it was an expectation too. Right. And now that society has evolved, that is no longer an expectation. But because that expectation is not there, it does not mean that men are respecting women any less. I would say there is a hell of a lot of disrespect that's going on in the world right now. Uh, I'm, but I'm speaking solely in terms of a relationship. That action does not, it, it's not wrapped around that action. But I would say that people are re- disrespecting people a whole lot. Oh, oh, oh of course. You can you can see that every single day. Yeah. Just open Twitter and it's, yeah. a, it, it's a landfill of disrespect. Right. And that's why I'm saying I'm speaking solely into relationships. When I look at my friends and the conversations we have, it's like, yes, yeah, so we, we hold our women in, in very high regards and we are, are conscious who you been and respectful to? all the time. <laughs> what are you talking about? Who am I talking? They hold women in. They do hold the women that they're dating. They're oh, holding their okay. women in, right. in high regards. All right. And all right. just because we're not necessarily doing these traditional quote unquote actions does not mean that we're not being chivalrous. So in what ways do you think chivalry is present then? I truly believe chivalry is present every single day of this relationship. It's making a committed and conscious effort to do your best by your by your partner. And for me, that's doing my best by you. That's being the most respectful husband. That's that's going to work every single day. That's provide that's that's doing everything that you're supposed to do, being your best self. Now, yes, I know in the traditional sense, you know, the chivalry is Oh, the man's doing all these nice things. Oh, so sweet. But I just believe that we've transitioned from that in, in society. And I don't say that you shouldn't do those things. But to me, when I'm looking at a relationship as a, as a man, my, the chivalrous act is, is being present every single day and, and respecting you and honoring you daily. Now, yeah, I may miss on these small little steps but that doesn't mean that i'm not chivalrous because i'm not opening a car door for you i understand all of that but i think my whole thing was wanting to set a tangible example for there to be a specific act where you can see like oh this is dad valuing mom doesn't mean that it's not in the everyday actions but those things are just so much more subtle they're harder to grasp onto i disagree 
And the reason from an outside looking in perspective, and, and this is where I will will say I disagree. Is I have looked at, and I I will always go with the relationship between my parents. My parents have been married for over thirty years, and my father very rarely opened a door for my mother. But I knew for a hundred percent fact that my father respected my mother more than anything in his life, right. aside from of course his mother, and I picked up on that. I didn't necessarily know what chivalry was when I was a child, but when I started dating in high school, there were small actions that I just did because I saw the day-to-day interactions that my father had with my mother. So I don't think a defining act, because if you were to say, what what main lesson did you learn from your father on how to treat a woman? I could not give you one. All I could see were the continuous daily interactions of being a respectful gentleman. Right. And I so I can't pick a tassel to say, like, we need to start doing this <laughs> so our children know how a woman should be treated to me is is silly. If that's what you have to do for a man or excuse me, for a boy and a girl to know that's the way they've been treated, then you've completely missed your entire point of your relationship. If I have to define and, and pick these one, two, three, four actions that I must check off of a list to show that this is the right way to treat a woman. You've missed everything. Then you shouldn't even be dating. Why are you in a relationship? I don't think it's that extreme. I feel like you, but I don't think it's that extreme. Yeah, it's not. I wanted a tangible example, and I said the other things are pretty subtle, which they are. It's For me, it's like this. It, it's more of an outward sign. We discussed last week, we were having a discussion with friends, and if it's like if you're out and about PDA, right? PDA isn't necessarily just for the people in a relationship. And I told, cause he said, man, my girl always wants to hold my hand. And I said, sometimes you want to pee on your tree a little bit. It's like, you want to show the world we're together. Like this is my, this is my person. I think opening the door is it's that, it's that tangible evidence that there's respecting going on. Doesn't mean like you can still be us being out and about and not holding hands would not change the fact that we are a couple and that we are in love and we are in a working relationship, but it's just an added thing. It's just a cherry on top. I was just asking for a cherry. You said no to the cherry. That's that. <laughs> I, I just, I, and you keep saying doors. I need you to stop saying car doors. Door. You're specifically car talking door. about a car door. Car door. And again, I'm going to fight you. If, if you're saying that opening a car door is what is needed for a boy to show a woman or a man to show a woman how she should be treated, then you have missed the point completely. I don't think that's the point. I, I'm, I'm, t- I'm talking from a teaching perspective, to be honest. I'm, I'm not feeling like, you don't respect me enough. You need to show me your tangible respect. Like, I'm not feeling that way. I'm just f- speaking solely about leading by example. But I can't fake an example either. Like if you're if you're a getting set example, we're not doing it. Like it's Nick's. We're just not gonna do it. We're not gonna have a son who opens doors, and we're not gonna have a girl who has somebody open doors for her. She's gonna have a pot smoking hillbilly from down the street, and it's fine. Yeah, that is not. It's that, fine. You're so who extreme. Works at like, you know, you're being so extreme. And understand too that I have opened car doors for you before. It's just not an everyday practice. Okay, 
It's not like here. That's what I'm saying. I'm like exhausted. There's no point in having this conversation. But but you would you bring up the conversation about saying is chivalry dead? And and your main argument is because I don't open a car door for you. You're (laughs) questioning that chivalry still exists. And to me, that's the most bullshit ass statement I've heard. Questioning it. Like I said, I don't feel like it was. That's that's, like fellas, ladies, too. That's bullshit. If that's what your definition of chivalry is, is a man opening the car door for you, then I'm sorry that you have no full comprehensive understanding of what chivalry truly is. You happy now? God, I'm I'm just so irritated by this whole statement. I'm irritated too. Because I want my car door open and you said no. So that's fine. Shit, we got a whole hell of a lot of wants. Let's not start listing wants and, and, if, and if the box gets checked next to them, shit. Listen, I'm going to start having dreams about men opening my doors and stuff. My car doors. Since you need me to specify. <sighs> I'm sufficiently irritated, are you? you I'm, I'm not sufficiently irritated. You're, oh, you can go a little more? I, I, I'm Look, I digress. I, I just don't. Do you? I just don't like the idea of equating the word chivalry to opening a car door. When you make that, that small. Chivalry, but okay. <sighs> traditionally it is but like i said i understand the hesitation because i think i am i see both sides of that i do i agree with you on one hand but on the other i mean maybe this is the female version of wanting to have your cake and eat it too but i'm like this is not a ridiculous thing to ask it's not ridiculous it's just not i'm not saying it, it's not ridiculous you're right it is not but you're a, not doing it it is not a ridiculous thing to ask you have something in you that's very resistant to it and i'm not understanding why because you feel like i respect you enough already i'm doing enough already i don't need to do all that is basically what you're telling me and it's pissing me off so it's like fine if that's how you feel that's how you feel there may be repercussions but you're prepared to deal with them and that's great <laughs> this is totally great totally oh gosh Completely. you can't you can't win you just it fell awesome. over, it can't win I, i'm fine I just can't, i'm totally fine yeah i, <laughs> I cannot win because that's not a true statement so, oh i respect you enough so i'm not going to do it if and this is what's going to bother me is that if i start doing this i know it's going to be from a place that i'm now it's a requirement to do which is why i don't even want you to freaking do it anymore like don't touch my car door don't touch my other I'm, doors don't grab my hand for going upstairs just leave me the I'm, alone. I'm gonna naturally do that see now no, that's silly just leave me alone see that's that's completely silly so it's now fine. you're just being ridiculous no and i'll just teach our son to do it and he'll do it for his mom it's fine oh gosh <laughs> Is chivalry dead, y'all? Women, what what is your is definition? Here. Dead God. <laughs> what is your definition of chivalry? Yes, being courteous to the woman that you're with is a form of chivalry, but I'm just not under the the impression of you check a box and that makes you chivalry. It doesn't make you. It's part of it. It's part of it. That's all. You're just you're you're failing to embrace a part. I am failing to embrace a part, and maybe it's because of of the experience I had as as a child. I, I, there was one of my good close childhood friends. His father always opened the car door for his mother, and it, I would watch, and I was like, "Oh, that was really nice." But then there were some points where it was absolutely inconvenient for him to do it. Like, say she's standing out by the door and he's running back and forth in the house to grab different things, say loading up the car. And she would literally just stand by the by her car door and wait till he was done and then come open it. And I was just at that point like, yo, yeah, like, you can open your own car door. Yeah, that's too much. Like, I'm not that ridiculous. Shit. 
I'm not like I was just talking about like as for a general rule, like it's something that happens more often than not. That's it. That's all I'm saying now. We're both in a mad dash or something. But I just I like the opening of the car door. And I don't know how I feel about the opening of the car door when you're exiting the car. Because I don't know if it makes sense for you to come around the car and then open the door for me. Like we can get out at the same time. But I just think it's a nice act to open the door. That's all I'm saying. But now, like I said, I don't want you to freaking do it. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, all. we're gonna implement it. We're gonna, no, no, we're gonna implement. Like I literally don't want it to happen. I'm gonna lose my shit if you open my door. <laughs> no, you're not. Don't open you're gonna be like, my I, no, because what'll happen is I'm doing. But like, I like this. Yep, keep going, keep going. I really like this. Is Ugh, what you're gonna do. I can't stand you. Like <sighs> literally at all. Real life. This is the real life. The day we stop being real on this podcast is the day we stop this podcast. Ladies, do you share Joy's frustration if you're dating a man who doesn't open your car door? It's not. Or do you have or do you have a little frustration until you were defensive about it? And then it was like, but why can't you? Like, I just I can't. And like I said, and it's another thing, too. I was like, nine years. We've been going on nine years not doing something. And now you want to bring this expectation up. This is the consequence of dating from like, you can't have it all good. It's just what happens when you start dating when you're really young. Like you have different requirements, different values, not different values, but you just things get shaken up like this is. And this is what they talk about within a marriage. You have to grow together. You just do. (gasps) Exactly. That's how I feel right now. This is the work you have to put in. It's not hard work, but it's just like we are two people who have two different opinions and we're going to have to find a compromise. I feel like I got sent right to the principal's office mad. and now I got to write sentences. I will open car doors for my wife. I will open <laughs> see, car doors for my wife. I don't want to be that for you. I will open car doors because for my wife. Because that's not a healthy environment. Like, I don't want you opening car doors for me feeling resentment. Like I said, I, I wanted it to be more like I value you. Here's this open door. Like, but I, and I, it's just a little act of showing that you, because uh, what do I like to feel? Appreciated. So it's one of those, it's a small act that shows appreciation. Now, I could have just sat here and wait for you to do it your damn self, but it was never going to happen. <laughs> so, so I had to say something. Like I said, my brother was the cherry on top. I was like, oh, I got to say something now. Because it's not that it hasn't crossed my mind. There are just certain things that you genuinely don't, do but there's some other things that you do that no one else is doing so it's like you know you take what you can get but but I you just, want more yeah i thought it would be nice can I never win nice. guys can never win oh, you're you're doing great but i need you to do even more oh you're doing even more yes. i need you to do even more than more than more than right more. because you will be the best person you can be baby that is what you signed up for when you married me did no, I can't even get. In, I can't go into the, well, the jousting conversation. No, I'm not going into the jousting Mine is conversation. Like organizing to your exact needs. That's crazy. I said, we're not even going to get into the jousting, but I, I, I'm interested. For those of you guys who are in relationships, lady, do you feel, ladies, do, <laughs> lady, yeah, ladies, do you feel that once you have started dating, some of those chivalrous acts have died? And what do you consider a chivalrous act? And if you guys can't tell from my point, I'm just not a, I'm not a fan of the this is traditional way let's check this box and now this makes me feel some way towards i think you're very much a modern man and i am very much a modern woman but now i'm wanting to incorporate some traditional 
things within our relationship and you're not feeling it. No, I'm not. That's kind of where we're at. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but we'll get there. I'm interested to know. I, I'm interested to know as well. And am I tripping? <laughs> am I tripping? Please, I, I hope you guys are on my side. And if, if you're not on my side, then I'm, I'm always yeah. open for honest and good dialogue and conversation. It would be cool. Like, you know, it's just a nice thing, to, a nice example. I got you. Set. I got you. I'm going to have to wait a little bit. I got to let it cool down. And then I'm just going to have yeah, to Yeah, don't just my car door for like a year. <laughs> just like slowly start doing it. All right. But it's too hot right now. It's yeah, too hot. That's why you've been over here fiddling with your shirt for the last 30 minutes since we had this conversation. I know. I'm wearing flannel. That's why it's still a little warm in here. Oh, my gosh. As always, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Married Millennials. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and Stitcher and share with your friends. And, of course, connect with us on social media. You can head over to our website, lovejays.com, and you will see all of our social media icons right there at the top of the page. We will see you next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs>